that is. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, um, thanks for um, uh, for for uh, agreeing to the interview. Um, remember, I was in your shop. I think December of 2017. I want to say, and I really enjoyed it. And I can't wait to come back uh, one day and buy some records. So <laughs> hopefully, you'll see okay. me soon. <laughs> well, I just okay. wanted. Okay. I wanted to um, kind of start at the beginning with you um, and your personal history. If you could maybe tell me about your family background and how you got started in the music business. Okay. You want to hear it now? Yes, I do. All the details. Okay. All right. <laughs> tell, tell me when you're ready. Tell me when you're I'm ready. ready. You can go right ahead. Okay. All right. Um, my name is Keeling Beckford. Yeah. I was born in Kingston and grew up in the parish of St. Mary, you know. Um, I had lots of family in the music business, but I started out 1916, 68, 69, you know, the end of 68, going into 69. Um, I used to, you know, listen to my uncle. My uncle is Theophilus Beckford. That thing, Easy Snapping, one of the first hit records out of Jamaica. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I I didn't really take the business serious. I got to give credit to my grandmother, who used to take me to church, you know, and put me in the choir to sing and everything like that. And, yeah, you know, a couple of contests that we used to do at school, and I always come in first, you know, so. Right, right. Where in Jamaica um, is your family from? Are you from Kingston or somewhere else? Yeah, so I'm from Kingston, St. Mary, and Ocheres. I see. I see. And how? So how old were you when you? Um, how old were you in 1968? I was um, 13, going 14. I see. Okay. So how did it progress from there? How did you? Um, what was well, your first? Well, the first, my first audition I did with Beverly's and Desmond Decker um, played the piano for me. I was singing a song called "It's an Old Delroy Wilson Song" called. Somebody have stolen my girl, you know, and then I changed it around and called it. Somebody have stolen Shirley, and this wow. man said to me, "Say, Keelan, you need to find an identity, you know." Right. I didn't really realize I know what you were talking about. But anyway, after a while, Junior Wild started rehearse me, you know, mm-hmm. and I come up with this idea called combination. Before that, too, I was singing with a guy called. Delroy Willis, we was, you know, we we make our little one or two stuff after, uh-huh. you know, yeah, but um, when I start come up with the idea combination, um, there was a friend of mine who used to work for Coxman, he used to take pictures, so he took me to this lady um, named Barnett, yeah, she used to work for Coxman too, but, so she decided to branch out on her own and started a record label called Deltone. I see. So, yeah, so that's what happened. You know? So make one long story short. We went to the studio, I think it was a Thursday or a Friday, I'm not doing right, right? But the time ran out. So she told me that um, I got to wait until the next time she coming back to the studio. So. 
as a little guy now, I tell everybody, say, I go record a song. I I started to cry, you know, because, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. then Lynn Page say, give the youth a chance. We just need 20 minutes. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then it, the, the, the engineer at the time was a brother named Linford Anderson, you know. Right. And he said, all right, we have half hour cast here because the next person ain't coming in until half an hour time, right? And mm-hmm. we did combination. It so happened that is the last song record on the session, right? And this, yeah, it's the last song record on the on the session. And then um, it come out as a B side. Oh, the B side. Yeah, it come out as a B side. Originally, come out as a B side, right? Uh huh. And I don't know if it's what happened, but you have a um a DJ on the radio, RJ named Charlie Badka. He had a Friday night program, you know. Uh-huh. So he he he, he I don't know if he's the older record. I don't know what happened, right? But anyway, he started playing the record, right? Mm-hmm. But he thought it was Earl Dunkley. Because he thought he you were Earl Dunkley. He thought me was Earl Dunkley, right? Because when I come out with combination, it sounds like Harold Dunkley. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, because those times you didn't have label, you have white label that it used to call it pre release. So oh, when I the song released now, that's how you name Commander Radio. You know? Uh, so right. that song played on the radio for a good three weeks without my name ever mentioned. Because they never so, know what it is, but they love the song, you know? So that's how the song break out. So he liked it better than the A side. What was the A side? Do you remember? Yeah, the A side was um, Junior Biles have a song called Spread Your Bed. So the producer decided to split the two of them and, I, and take me back to the studio and I record another song called A Little Girl and she couple combination and that together. Wow. So combination, yeah, so it was it. almost like it was an almost a bit of an accident because he he played... Yeah. He liked the B side better, so he thought, and he thought it was Errol Dunkley. <laughs> yeah. How, how, yeah. So, it, how, so how long, how long was it before people knew it was you? I I would have said about three weeks. Yeah, about three weeks, and then the 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 the, the name that they give me, I I I didn't like it because they called me Lynn Beckford. You know, because uh, I used to have Lynn Tate at that time, popular. Uh-huh. They want to call me Lynn Beckford, and I wouldn't go with that. I said, no, I want my real name. You know? Right, right. Yeah, then they start put Carl Keelan Beckford on the right spelling. Yeah. Who was who was the okay. producer? It's a lady called Bonnet. Oh, Bonnet was Del the producer. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was the second female producer in Jamaica at that time. The first one was Miss Pottinger, then she. Okay, okay. Yeah. So how did you, so you were, you started out as a recording artist and then um, eventually you made the transition, you started producing music. How did, how did that come about? Okay. All right. When um, I started out with Miss Barnett, um, she didn't stay long in the business. You know, she come out of the business. I don't know for what reason. So, 
I was looking for another home, so I record one song for Bonnie Lee, and then I record another one for Nine the Observer. Then I end up with Gigi. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, I went to Cox too, you know, but um, it never worked out. I, I it never worked out when they select me if we come recording. Okay, I know Cox and he said to come up the studio, and I, you know, I didn't like some musicians of them, me and them couldn't deal with, you know? Mm-hmm. And I said to myself, say, when I dumb told me he's a top star, me can't come up as a come to understand class anyway, yeah? Right. So, you'd have um, this guy, Gigi was new coming in business, you know? That's so, Alvin Wrangling? Uh, Alvin Wrangling, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So that's where I, I started, you know? Then, yeah, how I start producing I have a cousin by the name of um, Morris Wellington. They call him Black Amarwell. Oh, that's your cousin? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. And Nicodemus is my cousin, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. I'm the one who carried Nicodemus in the business, you know? Uh-huh. But Black Amarwell started the, 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 the producing with me, all right? Because when Jimmy Cliff come out with... um. The Harder They Come, there was a song on the B-side of Harder They Come, Many Rivers to Cross. Right. Right, so Black, I said to me, he said, Keelan, you know that song, I would have fit you. So I learned the song now, and we went to Dynamic Studio, and we did the song. We did four, four songs. Because w- even, the ta- even the taxi rhythm, I'm the one who created it. Oh, really? The taxi rhythm? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when the first that? song that was uh between seventy one and seventy two, yeah. Wow. That that's mm-hmm. like way before uh Sly and Robbie got Yeah, yeah, long before yeah. Sly and yeah. Robbie. Yeah. You can look it up on the internet, it's under uh, it's released under um a song Ain't Got No Love. Ain't Got No Love? Okay, I'm yeah, writing this down. Okay. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that released a long time. Then we did another version with Joe White, and we call it Victory Dance. And that, and that, uh, yeah, and that same rhythm too. You got Little Rising Prophecy on it. Ah. Uh. Yeah, but I'm the one who did the first one. I'm the one who made the rhythm. Okay, I'm writing it down. That's very important. <laughs> mm-hmm. So when so around the time that um you recorded um Many Rivers to Cross with Black and Morwell, what when was this was seventy one, seventy two or a bit later? It was about seventy one, seventy two. Somewhere okay. there. Yeah, okay. I can't remember it right here. It's between seventy two and seventy three that song record, yes. And that he was the producer of that? Yeah, he was a producer, yeah. Okay. So how did you how did you get into producing yourself? Like how did so how that's, did tw- yeah. that's that's how I started, you know, learn to produce, you know. I, then after I went with um uh, um Alvin Ranglin, right? Uh-huh. I used to go through the regular now. That is the most time where I go through the regular. All of the session then with me tones and everybody and I I did about five, seven, eight tunes down there for him, you know. Uh-huh. And my biggest song for him was Cecilia. Like, is was that yeah. a cover of, of Simon and Garfunkel? 
Yeah, 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 uh-huh. Okay. And then, you know, I, you know, started my own thing, you know? Right, right. Mm-hmm. How did, um, so was, was that 12-star record? Yeah, 12-star record now. Um, most of the songs when I was in Jamaica that we did, it's come out and, and, and Marwell, you know, because right. he created the label, you know? So, uh-huh. but 12-star record started, um when I migrate and come to the state. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So when I migrate, you know, I leave Jamaica, what, what, what? somewhere like 77. And then you came to New York? Yeah, I came to New York, right? And uh-huh. I started um, the 12 Star label. Well, before I, I, I even started a label, I was um, around a guy called Winston Jones, yeah, and uh-huh. me, Winston Jones, Carlton Coffee, and um, a couple more workmen, Roman Stewart, and all of it. We had a little band in New York, you know, and we sing from club to club, you know, you know, and doing all kind of stuff, promoting reggae music, you know. Right, right. So you were probably yeah. one of the original New York reggae pioneers then. Yeah, yeah, with Glenn Adams, me, Glenn Adams, Roman Stewart, um, uh, a lot of us, man. Uh, Guthrie, yeah. Douglas Guthrie used to be in the inner circle. Yeah, uh, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. We was one of the early, you know, in New right. York City. Uh, Ken Wood was here too, uh, Cynthia Slash, yeah. And we sing in every little club promoting reggae, yeah. Uh-huh. Awesome. Um, so how did you, I know eventually you um, were one of the early hip-hop producers. Tell me about how that came about. Okay. After, you know, you try your hand at reggae and stuff like that, reggae wasn't like making any really big money. You, you know, we love the the music business. So and we tried, it wasn't that popular, popular, popular in New York City at that time. Yeah, so um so me and this producer called Phil Pratt right. used to own a label called Sunshot, right? Right. Um, another guy called Claude Smith, he did have a record store on um, Amsterdam Avenue. So we all hung out there, you know, come to an hour regular spot and things like that, right? And... I met a guy called Peter Brown. Uh, Peter Brown is the first man I would really do hip hop record, right? And he mm. bring that, you know, this thing record in the store and says it's a new format, you know. So after we've been listening it to me and Phil Pratt, we, we laugh. We look at each other and start to laugh. <laughs> so Pratt say, "What happened, killing?" I say, "What not the same thing you should do at Jamaica, right? Yeah. Say, All right. You have to try and do a thing, right? So we were looking for a song to version and we come across Queen had a song called Another One Bite the Dust. Right, right. This, so this would be about 1980, I would assume, right? Yeah, somewhere here. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we took that song, right, and we recorded it back. And then <clears throat> there was a couple guys on the block, um, Pee Wee Mel and... T.J. Swan, and we tell them we have this rhythm, and, you know, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and we start to rehearse it, rehearse it, rehearse it. And we put in, you know, evening time, we put in lyrics together with it and thing and start rehearsing it, right? So we uh-huh. went to the studio and recorded it, and believe you me, I was surprised the first time we come out with it. It was a hit. Yes, yes. No, I, mm-hmm. I remember, mm-hmm. I remember. Yeah, so that's how we automatically, you know, fall into that, you know? Right, right. So it was more kind of a, uh, like a bit of something to make some money and just kind of, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So that's how that come has come come about, you know. Right. But after that, we did a couple more, and we split. You know, everybody wanted to go their own way, and then right. I started to start record, and I did. Um, then a song come out called "The Message," right? Right. Yeah. So yeah. I I used it and record it back, and you know, find another two new two two new guys. Um, that was um, Grandmaster Chili T, another guy. Yeah, this is this and is. We this is... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, and we come out with a song and we call it "Rock the Message," and it becomes a hit. <laughs> so you were you were so, you were ver- versioning versioning the hip hop. Yeah. Yeah. I, I use the same concept like we use in Jamaica and make um DJ stuff. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll mix it a dub version, you know. Uh-huh. It's the same same, same concept. Mm. So but nothing new. So you're really, you know, when I think of your um, life in the music business, you're kind of a renaissance man. You've, you've done everything. You've been, um, you've been an artist, you've produced, you're a businessman. What, how did you get involved in your store? And um, your store is, I know, primarily uh, video and DVD. How did you get into that? Okay. I, after, after you know, uh, making hip-hop records like that, I mean, you really need a bass, you know, because uh-huh. the song was selling so much that every day we say we have to press a thousand records, you know? Mm-hmm. Because you used to have a lot of distribution, right? Right. So we really couldn't keep up. <laughs> you understand me? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, because sometimes we don't have enough money to press, so they used to pay with half. When time we drop the record, they pay with half. So that money really go back to press record. You understand me? Right. Yeah, so that's what we had to do, though, right? So I decided to say I need a base, you know. Because I was doing a total little apartment I had, you know, and it started to come pack up with record, you know. Right. Plus, in releasing um couple um reggae record, mean in the meantime, but the main thing becomes hip hop now, you know. So right. that's what I did, and then I said I decided to get a store. So I get the store and I fix it up. Um, I, I, when I fix up the store and thing like that, I remember I didn't have a proper gate on it then. <laughs> and one night I lock up, I went home and when I come back in the morning, somebody knock off the gate and take out everything out of the store. Oh, no. 
Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, take out everything out the store. Yeah, and I sit there and I wonder, see how we're going to start back because they took the records, they took everything, you know? They couldn't oh, man. The store and things like that, right? That, w- that would make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> so is that is that the store you have now, the same location? No, no. That I started in Manhattan and then I moved to Brooklyn. Okay, okay. Mm, and then I moved to Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, then here comes Cox, you know, um, Studio One Cox, man. And he stopped by me and said, Keely, what's up? You know, I said, I'm giving him the, you know, tell him what happened, right? Right. And he said, boy, Jackson. My always called me Jackson. He called everybody Jackson. <laughs> he said, boy, it's hard luck, you know, and things like that. So I said, watch it. Go in the van there and look and see where you can take and get, a, get yourself a start back again when you have money or payment, right? Oh, and wow, that's, that's... Yeah, so that was he, great, yes. Yeah. yeah, and I took 50, 50 albums from him. Uh-huh. I took 50 albums from him, right? And I have yeah. the album now, you know. And then that's my cousin like... Marwell, Blacker Marwell, he was in Jamaica and come up back the same week, right? And... <laughs> It's like a blessing in the skies, you know, so he yeah. took the record from me, <laughs> he took the record from me, and said, I'm going to sell them, you know, what? I never questioned him going and things like that. Well, wow. he, he, he asked me how much I want for each record, so I said, I want 10, so he go out and sell them for $20 each, so he need 10 <laughs> That's a great story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I could pay about Coxman. When I go to Coxman, he asked me if I, we are doing a record. So I said, sell him off already. He said, so quick. I said, yeah, yeah. So he was amazed to see I get rid of the record. But it wasn't really me getting rid of the record. It right. was my cousin so, Black. I don't, I don't know where to find the people, yeah. there, you know. So he's, obvi- he's obviously a good salesman. <laughs> yeah, 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 he was a salesman in Jamaica. <laughs> oh, he was used he? To work for, yeah, he used to work for Bonnie Lee. JJ and uh, Dynamics record as a salesman, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. So he knows we're around, you know. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like it. <laughs> yeah. So that's about it. And um, coming to the the video now, he 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 was the same one who brought me a video from Jamaica. Yeah, he brought me a video from Jamaica, and he did. He, I don't know where he did it. He bought it from some guy, right, in Jamaica, and he didn't know what to do with it, right? So he bring it to me, right? So I have it and start show it home. And then the idea come to me and say, um, don't make sense, I stay home and I watch what this video. So I took my TV and my VCR and took it down the shop and start playing it down into the window, you know? Right. And then I see... It start develop a crowd, you know, everybody coming and watching it. Because it was the first time they see Jamaican artists and video coming from Jamaica, you know. They yeah. might hear the artists, but they didn't know them. You understand me? Do you, do, you, do you remember what it was, what the video was? Yeah, the video was what at? Was it a, was it it was a, um, a, a sound system or a stage show? Sound, it was a sound system with Barry. Oh, Mm-hmm. So you put it in yeah. your window and then it drew a crowd? Yes, I drew a crowd, yeah, you know. And then I said to myself, say, 
wants to, you know, people come to me and asking me to get a, a copyright and a copyright and thing like that. Uh-huh. I say, oh, you know, this thing, this market, every, you know. Right. I, 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 I didn't know how to do it, right? So I went to a friend of mine who had some idea about the video business, right? Uh, his name was Tony Thompson. And then he took me to a place called Bombay Cinema. And that's where we learn how to edit, you know? Mm-hmm. And make a new master and things like that. And, you know, we started to run the videos and packaging and things like that. And that's how things started. Well, so you were the one that started the 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 video business of uh, of sound systems and dances. That was you. Yeah, that's just me. Yeah, uh-huh. That's amazing. Everybody now start calling me from Jamaica now. Uh-huh. When they do dance and concert, they call me, you know. So I started making money now, you know. So uh-huh. I used to go down now and buy video rights. You know, I have my video crew, you know. Uh-huh. And sometimes I use a crew in Jamaica and start video all of these stage show, you know. That so, is amazing. Yeah, I used to buy the video rights, you know. Now I have <laughs> a huge content. I have one of the biggest content of reggae, you know. I can imagine. I can imagine. Mm-hmm. That's Okay, well, what... The next time I come to your store, Keeling, I gotta check out your uh, your video selection. <laughs> ah, well, I I don't have a store anymore. What I'm doing now, I'm selling everything online. I'm oh, I see. On my website, yeah, yeah, everything yeah. is online right now. You know? uh-huh. I, ha- okay. I have a warehouse. I I still have a warehouse in New Jersey. So if you I come, see. you just call me. I can take you to the warehouse. I can see a lot of stuff. Okay, lot, I'll definitely you know? do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So over the last. I know several years, um, the British company Reggae Fever has reissued a lot of your seven-inch singles. How did how did that come about? Well, um, um, how did that come come about? Um, um, Peter Aston from the Caridonians, yeah, he was uh-huh. the one who introduced me to them, right? I see. And I see. Mm, they, um, you know, wanted a couple of songs, you know, so. I, I licensed three songs to them before, you know, and then uh-huh. they wanted to, you know, release a, um, a couple more singles for me, you know. So uh-huh. now they, re- they released seven singles with me, and the Deltone catalog that um, the lady I used to sing with, Miss Barnett, uh-huh. I eventually bought the catalog from her, you know. I see. So that, and then I give it to, to him to release, you know. Mm-hmm. For a and there, time, I think the contract almost up now, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're you're happy with them? They're dealing fairly with you. Well, so far, I, I didn't have much problem, you know. Uh, at that time, at that time, I was out of the business completely, like um, doing the the recorded business. I was more concentrating on the video business, but. When the internet come in and everything start change, you know, I have to mm. go back to the recording business, you know. Right. And then I put a studio together, you know, and started recording back again, you know. I just released an album. It's on, you can get it online. It's called Try Me, The Rock yeah. Years. Yeah, 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 I bought it. When I was at your store, I bought it. and I, I played a lot on my show. 
Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Well, we just have it out of vinyl now. Yes, I just have it oh, really? out of vinyl. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah. I'll I can, have to look for the. I can send one to you. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'd love it. I, I play a lot of vinyl on my show. And I play, mm-hmm. I bought, um, I think, uh, several of your singles from Reggae Fever, the um, O Moses combination, mm-hmm. um, Semfi Girl. There's one other one I forget. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'd love to play it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you my address. Well, <laughs> yeah, you can, you, can, you can text it to me, all right? Okay. The vinyl have, have seven songs that never released before. Oh, really? Yeah, Roxanne, a song that never released before. Awesome. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll text to my address. Um, do you, speaking of, of Rocksteady and different reggae genres, do you have a favorite genre or time period of Jamaican music that you like to listen to the most? I'm a Rocksteady man. I come from that era, Rocksteady. Rocksteady all the way. I love Rocksteady, yeah. But uh, it's still Rocksteady music they're playing right now, you know. Is it really? It, yeah, yeah. If you listen to everything what they're singing, right, Basil? Uh, they, they ain't creating nothing new. Uh-huh. All of these versions, the, the whole Rocksteady song, them. What is it about Rocksteady you like so much about that time period? Uh, I think it's uh, Rocksteady, you have the music, you got better card changes. You know, it's much more relaxing. Um, uh-huh. Better lyric, the lyrical content, you know. Okay, we use right. much more love songs and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I love rocksteady music, yeah. You know, uh-huh. nothing wrong with the reggae, you know. Yeah, yeah, but that's you your got, favorite. If you, if, if you listen to um, a um, track on the album called Suzy One, right? Oh, I love that tune. That, that's, yeah. yeah. That was one of the early rocks. That was one of the early reggae, you know? Yes, yes. Played by a guy called Hugh Malcolm on the rhythm force, you know? That was the one of the early reggae, you know? Early, early reggae, yeah. Mm. She's hitting hotter than hot pepper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's one of the early reggae, yeah, yeah. Because some of the early reggae, they didn't hit, you know, they end up, turn, end up as instrumental. Oh, mm. a lot of the early reggae end up as instrumental, you know, mm-hmm. because the idea was oh, the first man I know do reggae was Clancy Eccles, you know, producer guy. Um, his name was um, David Isaac. That was the, the first reggae. That I knew of. Time is marching on. And this would that be about. One of the, what would that be? Uh, somewhere in 69. Okay, okay. Yeah, reggae Cup started in 69. Yeah, uh. Okay. Uh, was it, go ahead, sorry. But you got it when it, the, the, the first reggae, some of the first reggae, no, they didn't hit, right? Uh-huh. They're known, uh, most people know by the first hit reggae. Yeah, you, you, you got to can't say, uh, well, I sing first reggae, no. The first set of reggae didn't hit because Rocksteady was still popular. You know what I mean? And reggae uh-huh. was a new genre roaring through, you know? Yeah, right, right. After you, you have songs like No More Heartache, and I think um, you find an offbeat with um, 
um, Eric Mountemarie, say what you say and all of them things. And from that, they start fine-tuning and all of them things and coming, eh? Oh. You got the reggae boys with Glenn Adams. Mama, look, look. Then you got the, oh, yeah. the pioneers. They come. We catch the beat. We catch uh-huh. the sound. And I said, keep on going, you know? Yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. So you, you kind of credit Clancy Eccles with being the the first producer to kind of uh, capture yeah, that beat. He was the first man that I know coming up with the name reggae and things like that, you know? Uh-huh. Okay. Um, so who are your summer year? I, I, this would be a hard question for you because um, you know everyone. But who are some of your all-time favorite artists, and and why? <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe give me a top three. <laughs> Number one, Delroy Wilson. I used to Del- try to sing like Delroy Wilson. Yeah, Delroy yeah. taught me a lot of things. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then you have Ernest Wilson, good friend of mine too. He taught uh-huh. me a lot of things, yeah. But Junior Biles, you know, he was the one who showed me how to take sing, sing different notes and things like that, you know. A song uh-huh. on the bridge and you change from the bridge and change it and things like that. But he was the one who really, you know, put the ice on the cake and, you know. Uh-huh. Taught well, me a fantastic. lot, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. a, lot of, a lot of people feel he's... Um, you know, a legendary guy who kind of sadly has never got the credit that he yeah, do. Yeah. yeah. He used to be in a group called the Versatiles. Yes, a, a cutting yeah. razor. So if you if you if you worked um, and were close with Junior Biles, did you um, have any relationship or work with Lee Perry? Yes, I know Lee Perry quite well. I record two songs for Lee Perry. You know? Uh-huh. Um, the the Samphire Girl, right? It was uh-huh. Lee Perry um, session. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He he was the one who run the session. And this guy, um, we, we call him Lie the Printer. He, he was the executive producer. You know, the, it was the... You book the studio time... And, you know, Perry come and him take over the session, tell him this, no, man, play that, 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 this, that, that, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> Perry make the rhythm, you know, and Perry yeah. voice me, right, because Junior Biles even sing on the song with me, yeah? Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. You mentioned to me um, when I visited your shop in 2017 that you were around for or been involved in so many recording sessions during the golden age of reggae music. Do you have any yeah. uh, special memories, like, or, you know, funny stories about any of these sessions that stand out in your mind? Yeah, man, I was around a lot of sessions. Uh-huh. I heard, mm-hmm. I've heard that, I've heard that you were, you were, so you were, I've heard that you were there um, at the very first recording of a reggae song. Is that true? A lot of them. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was in the studio when we was making Funny Man with the mate one. Oh, what a funny man. You know that song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a yeah, great yeah. One. <laughs> yeah, I was there. Yeah, uh-huh. uh huh. I, I, I was there when um, they was making um, this song. Um, um, this uh, I tell you, with Stranger Cole and um and and um 
Bangara? Bangara, yeah, yeah. Wow. I was there when Strange that I was making, you know. Uh-huh. A lot of song, a lot of song, yeah. yeah. I, I, I was, I was, I didn't have anything to do, so I visit the studio every day, you know. Right. If right. I had run this, I'm at um, Dynamic Studio, you know. This uh-huh. was the World Two Studio I used to visit. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to ask a, a, a kind of a weird question now. When I was at your shop, um, I got an album. It was uh, Horace Andy meets Errol Scorcher. And I oh. think I think I had you sign it. How did how did I'm just curious, how did that album come about? <sighs> how that album come about, right? Um when I was living in the States, I went to Jamaica to do I record two albums that time, yeah. There mm-hmm. was one and if you look online there's an album with me. I it's coming out soon on vinyl called um Twelve Star General. Oh yeah, you know, I I listened to that. I love that album um, on um, I think uh, Apple Music. So it's coming out on vinyl soon. Yeah, yeah, it's coming on okay, vinyl good. soon. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I will buy it. So when <laughs> I went to Jamaica to do that album, right? Uh-huh. And I started, you know, when we go studio, we just book studio time and we just start lick rhythm, you know, different, different, mm. different, different rhythms, you know. Mm-hmm. So after I finish do my album and we start. Freestyle and Likovas, it was some studio one tune, we start version, right? Always was there, you know? And then, I'm saying, killing, I want to write them tune, you know? And I said, no problem, man, okay? Always used to live in the States, you know? And me, always, Roman Stewart and Jacob Miller, we used to hang out when we were younger days, you know? All mm-hmm. over Iron Street, so everybody knew each other, you know? So, you know? Right. It, yeah. was a, it was a friendship thing, you know. So I, I, I advise, I, I, me and a, another friend of mine um, used to work together too. We call him Pat Scabba, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, so we voice that song. Matter of fact, we voice it at Tubby's, you know. Uh-huh. So after we, we voiced him at Tubby's, we, we went to Tubby's and voiced that album. We broke up our scratch up there and him say, more and come back with him too. You know, so that's how yeah, we yeah. just told him about the rhythm, you know. Uh-huh. And then I put it together, you know. Unity, right. you know. I put the album together and release it, yeah. Uh-huh. That's um, a great album. We, I'm going to, a matter of fact, there's a couple more tracks that I'm adding to it now and re-release it on vinyl. I was just going to say, that that should definitely be reissued. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that's coming out next year, early next year. Oh, fantastic. That's going to be early great. Early next year, yeah. Yeah, because... I got a lot of stuff, you know, a lot, lot, lot of music, you know. Some of them from them record, them don't come off a tape. I saw yeah. when I was in your store, remember the pile of um, of master tapes. I took a picture, remember you, you, you showed me. You got yeah. a lot of lot of music to release. Yeah, I got a lot of master tapes. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I yeah. saw on, um, I was on Spotify, and I noticed your latest release is Rap City and Dub. What, tell, yeah. what, tell, uh-huh. tell us about that. I love okay, the cover what? with all the old school cassettes. <laughs> <laughs> you love the cover. Yeah, yeah. All right. That 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 is a, a um what I did um when I was putting that together. That album make a long time ago, right? Um, okay. when we we did the hip hop stuff, right? I uh-huh. decided to make a dub album in hip hop. You understand me? Right, right. I love yeah. it. Yeah, so that's what would come together, you understand me? 
But I couldn't find the tape. I couldn't find the tape, you know, you know, when right. you move from one place. Yeah. Till, yeah. till a couple months ago, I found the tape, you know, so I put it together. Now, the vocal for that coming next, you know. Right. It will be releasing, like, say, um, I don't know if they're going to release it for December. Um, but if it, not, it don't come out for December, it come out early January, yeah. Uh-huh. So the vocal, the hip hop for that, the vocal hip hop for that coming after that. Yeah, then so I those, have some um those rhythm huh? tracks on the album are those rhythm tracks, are those from your early hip hop days or are those uh Yeah from new... yeah, from the early yeah. hip hop days, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, that's uh-huh. Awesome. Uh-huh. Yeah, I love yeah, the old um... school hip hop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have more coming, you know. I got a lot of unreleased stuff, you know. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, well, we look forward to it, Keeling. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, okay, just a couple more questions. Um, what do you, What is it about rock steady, early reggae, roots reggae that you know, that still makes them popular? What is it, What is it about that makes them so timeless? Ah, that make it so timeless. Mm-hmm. I think it's the set of musician. You understand me? If uh-huh. it was this. When we go to the studio, it wasn't about the money. It was just about the love of the music. So we give it to all. Uh-huh. You understand me? Yeah. You as a new singer come inside here and they see something in you. The musician work with you, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know. But it's not like that now. You know, everything is a hustling business. Right, right. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... That's what happened, you know, the, the 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 engineer was good, you know, do a lot, you know, because, you know, the engineer not never come out good. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got to give the engineer credit. He's the key, you know, he's the key, you know. Yeah. So right, probably so. just probably just more professionalism back then. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, more professional musician in other words, time, man. Right. We work, we work hard. We we try to get everything right. Right, you know, right. Not yeah. half key or anything like that, you know. And that that's why the music start up for you know so long, and will continue, continue, you know. Right, right. Because you grew uh, up now, right? Uh, I I I was in London um early part of this year for a while. Uh, you know, me and a artist named Keith Papin, you know. And mm-hmm. it's pure whole music everybody wants. They don't want the new stuff, pure whole music. Exactly. Well, that, that's why I asked the question, because it seems that it's, you know, I, I can't really think of another music genre where the older music is still so loved and popular. And, you know, like I said, I think timeless is the best word I can think of. If you put on a an old Heptones record or, or whoever, or Keeling Beckford record, it sounds, it sounds, um, just timeless and you know like it could have been released um yesterday <laughs> yesterday yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's still we're, fresh sound fresh yeah yeah uh-huh. exactly exactly uh-huh. so where do you when I, you you had studio your own personal recording studio in your shop where is your studio now my studio now is in new jersey okay okay is, is you in your like a home studio huh if it's a home studio no, no, no. I I have a warehouse in New New Jersey where I, I see. And, and then the studio is there. We said, 
Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. That's okay. I'm I set up the studio here, right here. Uh-huh. But I'm going to move it soon to Queens, you know, okay? Oh, okay. For people over this side don't want to come to New Jersey, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, next year I'm going to move it to Queens, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, great. Um, last question, Keeling. Um, I used the word renaissance man before. Um, you've done everything in where you're, you're an artist, producer, videographer, um, shop owner, uh, recording studio owner. How do you most want to... Distribution. Yeah, everything. (laughs) There's probably a few more. (laughs) How do you most want to be remembered as a part of the reggae story? What, you know, what do you, what do you want your legacy to be? I think, well, I don't know. That's a hard question. (laughs) Hold on, hold on. No, no, I'm trying trying to think right now. A lot of people know me um um by as an artist uh-huh. some know me you know as a video producer you know produce uh-huh. a lot of video i think that was <clears throat> between the hip hop side and the video side that was uh those two of my most successful venture i uh-huh. ever yeah <laughs> so i think more people might you know remember me by that you know even right. did it, you know, because a lot of artists um popular today. I, I was the one who started them out and let people know them around the world. Right. Yeah, because I didn't have a awesome distribution in the uh-huh. video world, you know, you know. But everything right. changed now. Um I'm on the verge of setting up now a streaming um, Oh really? Yeah. Wow. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, because there's a lot of stuff that never you know come out, you know, because I'm going to start out with a scatterlight that I shot that about 30 years ago. Oh, really? Yeah, with Jackie Matu, Art and Celis, Ken Boots, and uh, Owen Gray. Nobody ever see this stuff. That is going to be awesome. I can't wait to see that. Mm-hmm. And I'm working with some people that we trying to put a documentary together called the love of reggae um what we're trying to do there's a lot of songs that hit over the years but people never know the artists uh-huh. they heard about they never know them so i know right. everybody so i'm trying to find all of these artists right right and right put them together and we can put a project together then we do the documentary and we want to do a reggae album to it and put it out there and start tour and, you know, try to bring back a lot of artists, you know, because... Yeah. That is a, that is a fantastic idea. Yeah, so we want to get back everybody going, you know, because the most yeah. of the, the artists them from my time, they, 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 they because you don't have no cocks and you don't have no Drew Creed and uh, Bonnie Lee and all of this, Lee Perry, things don't work out with them again because... The new producer not going to record them if you can't help yourself, we can't help you. You understand know I me? Mean? Yeah, yeah. So, so that's what I want to do, you know. That's what I want to do, you know. Bring them back out, you know. But I said the documentary wouldn't be something good, you know. Yeah. So I'm start working on it now for the love of reggae. Yeah. That is a. I love. I love the title. That's a fantastic idea. You've got so many. Um, you're definitely an ideas person. 
<laughs> you got a lot of good ideas. <laughs> I tried to, yeah. Yeah. Well, Keeling, thank you so much for your time. I know you're a busy guy, so I don't want to take up too much of your time. But, um, you know, I, I got so much, so many good stories and uh, great information from you. So I really do appreciate your time. And I'll, I'll text you my um, my address so I can get um, – Try me on vinyl. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, I'll send it to you. Okay. I'll send it to you, yeah. And, I, and I'm going to send you something else. Because I just do, when I was in England, I do a couple of new recordings, and they don't come out yet, yeah. But uh, next year, but I'll send you a couple that you can go and play. Yeah, you, you're the first person to play it. Oh, wow. Exclusive. I love that. Thank you so much. Exclusive, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Couple and if you're ever... Exclusive. If you're ever looking for some music on a mid um, Wednesday morning in New York, you can listen to my show online. Do you do you listen to um, streaming music? Yeah, I not really, but I, I'll find the time. You know, I'll yeah, find yeah. the time to listen. All right, well, to I'll, I'll text. I'll text you the link. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Keeling. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate your time, and I, you know, you're um, you're a great guy, and you're doing a, you know. You're doing such a such huge things for all the uh, the reggae artists. Well, I'm trying, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying, you know. Keep yeah. up alive, you know. Yeah, right, that's what right. I'm trying to do. You know. Exactly. Well, thank you for this interview, you know, because it's not very often people call me up and want an interview from me, you know. You know. Yeah. No, I could, I, I could, I could um, talk to you for hours, but I know, I know you're a busy guy. <laughs> I have more time. You go ahead. If you want to ask me anything, ask me anything. I have all the time in the world. Well, I think I've gone through all my my my. I'm trying to think if I have any extra questions here. Um, are you? I mean, just on a on a, per, a personal question. Are you? Are you in um, New York to stay? You, you do you think you're going to um, ever go back to Jamaica to live, or are you in New York for good? I'm in New York for good, uh-huh. you know. Mm-hmm. I visit yeah. Jamaica quite often and stuff like that, you know. Uh-huh. It's warm, but, you know, I, yeah, everything that I have is in New York right now, 